0: Good evening, folks, and welcome back to the Jibber Driver podcast. I have not a clue where J-Mac has gone. Um, He was definitely here a wee while ago. Um, I think he's probably going to reboot his PC and join us. Um, But tonight on the show, we have a special guest. It is Jeremy Sandy, who has been in many films. Um, And the whole purpose, you know, we, we have a lot of actors and actresses and really cool folks on the show. And a lot of the time I'm like, well what do you guys learn from the episodes we do uh, sometimes you get some class banter um some exclusives but tonight i wanted to kind of take a look behind the curtain a little bit and see you know for even j mac as someone that wants to pursue acting so if you had if you had a chance to speak to an actor who has traveled the roads that you, you would like to travel then how would that conversation go? So tonight that is the purpose. Uh not only that, but we're gonna get to know Jeremy and and hear a lot about his story. And as always, every time we have a guest on this show, we ask, you know, where it all began. For us, it's like movies like Never Ending Story, Rocky Horror Picture Show. So I'm I'm really excited to to delve into the the movie past of Jeremy and I'm just going to go ahead and bring him on because J-Mac was supposed to be here and he's not. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Jeremy Sandy. Jeremy, yes. welcome to the show. Hey, J-Mac was just here, but obviously, I think his PC rebooted. There was something going on with his PC. Which... He'll come in. He'll he'll chime in.
1: <laughs> right <laughs> when totally I drop right. that
0: nice little tidbit of knowledge, pop in. I have to say the whole Typical, typical as always. Eh? Um, so always J-Mac and I. I mean. From the moment we met, we always spoke about films. It's the reason we do the Jar Jibber Jibber podcast. So even when we have someone on, even you know, it's like a, a medium, a paranormal, a paranormalist, we always ask them about what their favourite film is because I think you can judge someone straight up by asking them what their favourite top five favourite films are. You'll know straight away if you are going to get on with that person. Uh, JMac is back in the house. Hey, <laughs>
1: I have no idea what happened there. As soon as you went live, it just came up saying your your browser cannot play this video. I was like, "Well, that's a problem." <laughs> so, so I had to do a full shutdown restart, but it seems okay now. Oh, hey, uh, wow, class. Yeah. So, apologies for that. How are no, you doing, I'm Jeremy? Good. You all right? I'm good. Bro. Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> uh,
0: I was uh, I was just getting to ask Jeremy there what his favorite films. So I know I know it's very hard because people ask me all the time, "What's your favorite film?" And you can't answer that if you love films. You can't answer that if you love music. You can't have a favorite exactly. song. Yeah. Yeah. If you well, were... and it,
2: it it changes also. Like, it, yeah, the, what you like younger, and then your life experiences, you, you kind of like look things differently.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, if I was to rephrase the question, I would say you're going to a desert island that does have a TV, a couple of pina coladas, and a hammock, right? So you're going to okay. get some peace and quiet to watch five films. You can only take five Blu-rays with you. What Blu-rays are you taking?
2: I'm taking Raiders of the Lost Ark,
0: uh-huh. Die
2: Hard. Mm. Castaway,
0: <laughs>
2: interesting.
1: <laughs>
2: so, survival manual, <Mario. laughs>
1: uh, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, nice. And The Shining. Oh,
0: excellent! Excellent.
1: Dude, that, that was a good choice in movies.
0: Nice. As, mm-hmm.
1: I, I, you, you've you've thought about this before, though. There's it, no way no. you just came up with that right no, now. Yeah, that no, was no. that's too good. That was too good. Anytime I, I try and think of it, I just. The, the the things I come out with tend to be the first things that come to mind. It's like, oh, the, the room with Tommy Wiseau, hundred <laughs> percent, one of the best oh, movies that, ever made.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but can I watch it? Like, I could, I could sit down and watch Raiders like right now and get the same feeling that I did when I was eight yeah. years old watching it. You know. Ah,
1: yeah, yes. I had um, I had more of an affinity for the Temple of Doom. That was the one that I grew Wait, up. That watching. was my favorite. Yeah. I came, yeah, I came to uh, Raiders and The Last Crusade like way later on. Um, right. but uh, yeah those those are definitely better than temple of doom <laughs> I've had this, well, um,
2: there's, there's
0: moments in temple of doom that are great
1: yeah yeah
0: oh, i've had room? just uh reservoir dogs steel oh yeah three so years have you got the same one it has yep. all the cool stuff on it i remember yep. like first time i had a job i was like right i've got my own money now i can spend on things that i wouldn't be able to yeah <laughs> things things that i want literally just dvds <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
2: which it, they're they're great to have now because everything's yeah. going to streaming like you people don't own movies anymore No, you know no, no. It's crazy no. i'll tell
1: you one of the first things i bought with my first paycheck this will make you laugh um well, with my first paycheck i bought a martial arts magazine <laughs> um, that's that's not the funny part the funny part is me ordering the full bruce lee game of death cat suit. <laughs> 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 Which I would wear around the house when I lived at home with the mom. And they're like, "What the fuck are you wearing,
0: man? <laughs> That does not shock me. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: yellow nunchucks, the the shoes, everything. Right. Nailed it. Yeah, Nailed it. and I had to I had to order it by mail order check. I had to pay for it by check. <laughs> Wow. This was a long time ago. Long fucking time ago. Um, <laughs> was it? Was it actually in the back of the magazine?
0: Was it one of those? Send this to here. Like you, like rip it off and like <laughs> yeah, fill it out. Yeah, in yeah.
1: yeah. It was yeah. right next to the ad for men with big things wanted for very <laughs> above board cinema. <laughs> that <laughs> uh, was but, that
2: was when you decided that you wanted to be an actor.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> <Yeah>. absolutely. <laughs> And I, I finally got my shot, but we just had to make our own movie to do that. So we, <laughs> I didn't manage got. to do it. Didn't manage to do it the way you did it. Your your IMDb is very, very varied in regards to mm-hmm. the roles that you you had. So. You seem to have done. It looks like almost everything
0: um, mm-hmm, when you totally. go through
1: the list. Um, like obviously you're you're an actor. You've you've appeared in in movies. Uh, you've also got credit as (laughs) yeah thanks for explaining (laughs) that one (laughs) Um, (laughs) John. what an actor is um and uh i I seen grip i seen additional crew i need to dive into that one a little bit um and uh, stunt coordinator stunts there's the, the the list seemed pretty much endless when did you start your your path towards doing what you do in the film industry So uh, I grew up
2: long, long story made real. I grew up in a um, little rural town in Mississippi. um, And the only thing that we had access to when I was when I was growing up was community theater. And so Mm -hmm. I started doing that when I was like, uh, I want to say 14, 15. Um, And so by the time I was 21, I'd done somewhere around 30 something plays and uh, Started to try and like figure out how can how can this turn into something, and so I went and took a, a bunch of um, workshops and and met some friends and I actually that's where my wife and I met at one of those uh, those workshops, and it was just kind of like networking through people that had done what I wanted to you know like this you had shot and this is what it looks like and this is how you do your resume and so on and so forth, um, and so. I just kind of set out and auditioned for anything that I could get. And like starting off was like nothing's little low budget student films. I did a bunch of those. Um, I did some like horror films. We were in a a franchise called Hayride, uh, which there are two of them. Um, and so I learned like early on, like, okay, well, if I'm, if I'm just acting, then I can only be, I'm only going to be able to fit into like certain little venues. And so, some friends of mine taught me the grip world and then once you get on set you just kind of realize it's like it's all big collaborative and the more hats that you feel comfortable wearing in a in a scenario the more opportunities you're gonna get and so then it just kind of blossomed off I'm like well if I can do this then I can probably do this and I can do that and it just grew from there <laughs>
1: That's, that's cool, so so it's, it's it's that initial step to getting in the door, it's probably the hardest thing to do. Absolutely, um, yeah, oh yeah. So how, how did you make the step from um, the student films into things that were a little bit bigger? Um, was it something that you pursued or did... did did people start approaching you for things? That's probably a bit ambitious. Um, yeah,
2: no, no. Um, it, it so it's the uh, it's like I tell it's like I tell my students it's the whole industry is a real catch twenty two because it's it's like I'm an I'm an actor and they're like okay well what in like I haven't been in anything. Well, <laughs> it doesn't mean that you're not a good actor. It just means that mm-hmm. you haven't been in anything, so you don't have any you don't have any tangible you know evidence mm-hmm. to show, and so that's why you got to just grab up what you can get hands on or Mm. the smart thing is to make your own stuff where it's like you know if you know if you know that you do a really good russian accent grab a group of friends go and shoot something and then you have your real footage to show cast like look this is something that i can do i can do this i Mm -hmm. can do this i can do that and so um I, i auditioned for a whole bunch of stuff and like the first real project that i booked was a, a little co-star role on uh, a show called nashville which it was like oh the, yeah yeah fourth episode yeah, just, of the second a, a little season.
1: show called nashville
0: that was, that,
2: my, show. that was my first um that was my first like look at me i'm on television and so <laughs> from then the next television show didn't seem so far off because it's like well mm-hmm. i've done this one and so it just yeah. it just kind of builds and like you said, I've, I've had, I have a resume now where people will approach me for, Hey, I have this project and do you want to mm-hmm. be a part of it? I don't really have, not that I don't have to grind anymore, always grind it, but it's, I've got a, a lot more um, work under my belt to where people can just, you know, know yeah. that I know what I'm talking about.
0: Oh. Yeah. That's excellent. Matthewman says, hi, gents. Hayride was awesome. Excellent. Matthewman's a huge horror fan. And if, oh, if a there's a, if there's a horror film that he hasn't seen, I'll be shocked. Um, yeah, but that was, he, uh... man, that was a fun one. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think I've checked here either. I, I absolutely need to. Um, super I find...
2: super low budget, like just mm. in that in that real gritty homegrown horror. Mm, if you if you yeah. like those, like you'll you'll love it.
0: No, absolutely. We we spend a lot of time watching a lot of different horrors on this. Some of it is absolute crazy, but I do love when a group of people get together with an idea whether it's bizarre or not and they just execute it because either way it's 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 entertaining and i suppose Mm -hmm. if you can if you can i've started having
1: i've started having so much more fun watching small independent movies Mm -hmm. as opposed to big hollywood blockbusters at this point because when Mm -hmm. it's small independent like ultra low budget people make exactly what they set out to make they don't make (laughs) what somebody sitting in an office tells them they have to make to tick some boxes um, and and you end up with a much more i think honest piece of work i mean it it could end up it could end up being complete trash but i think you end up with what the what they've set out to make and uh, well because
2: it's they have to they have to stretch the collaborative like you don't have Mm -hmm. you don't have the money to throw out problems you've got to fix it Mm -hmm. in a more tangible way and so it's like it, it 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 to, truly it leads most of the time to, in my opinion, a better product. You have the moments where it's like, oh, God, if they had just had the money for some CGI, it would have been like epic. But as a as a creative, I appreciate movies on a different level than some people watching a movie where, you know, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll watch something and somebody's like, oh, it wasn't that good. And it's like, do you understand what it took to get this, <laughs> like this little mm-hmm. product out? Just the fact mm-hmm. that somebody made a movie and completed it and my book is like, brother, yeah. I know what it takes to make the whole process.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we made a, a little short film, just a, I think it's, it's 14 minutes long, I think. And mm-hmm. it took us basically a year to get <laughs> from, from kind of beginning. And it, it had already been written for us. It was written by a, an award-winning writer over here in Scotland. And we became friendly with him through doing this podcast. And he said, here, here's a script. Go make that. We were like, okay then. And uh, so we made it. It took a year, but it, it does give you a perspective of how much work actually goes mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. pulling an entire film together. I mean, that's just a short, but for right. a, a feature, right. it must be absolutely bananas. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
0: Last it's... last night, actually, I was on stage um, doing a Q and A, hosting a Q and A for Dick Dynamite, which is a independently made film here in Scotland. It's crazy, crazy good. Um, not a porno you might not play. no 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 not a porno. <laughs> it's like uh it's like it's like it's like a homage to Schwarzenegger way back when okay. he was oh, breaking okay. down doors and it's, all, it's, it's like set in world war ii it's brilliant but what what i felt the energy in that room is that it was the last time it was going to be screened before it now heads off to streaming services um and obviously the full cast and crew were there um but in that room, there was a real feeling of like, this is it, like it's been done. We got to the, the finish line and everybody that was involved was there. Uh, a lot of people that had wanted to see the film was there. So it was a packed out theatre um, and there was just a hell of an energy to the point when the film finished, everybody's standing up and you can't hear because everybody's clapping. And I think when, even if even if your movie sucked, which this didn't, I think that brotherhood of making a film and getting it to the end and everybody enjoying it i think mm-hmm. that itself probably i mean that that's something you don't hear a lot of actors and actors actors and actresses talking about at a high level i think it's more the independent because it feels mm-hmm. like they've been in the trenches together would you agree with that
2: absolutely yeah well because most of your most of your high high level actors they come and <clears throat> they work there a couple of days and they're off to the they're not a part of the the yeah. process you know not mm-hmm. not that what they do is is any less diminished but it's it's not like an indie thing where like um yeah. i did a i did a movie a couple of years back called uh, night of the falling stars mm-hmm. um and i was number five on the call sheet so i had a, a strong supporting role but i was also gaffing it so which is lighting <laughs> yeah, so was. i was I was a, a key a key position in the crew, and I was also a key position in the cast. Like, yeah. you want to talk about just your brain going every which away but loose? It was <laughs> wild, wild. I can imagine. Uh,
1: what's, that, the, I, what's the what's the, the the most ridiculous thing you've had to do as a member of a team making a movie? Like, what's like something unexpected? On, on which side? Either side, Free any side, side cast side.
2: Um, <laughs> so, let's see. Um, most unexpected. <laughs> uh, well, Deepwater Horizon was absolutely insane. Um, mm. you know, I played one of the eleven guys that got killed on the rig, and so <laughs> Peterburg and all of them, they, the, they built a night nine, like nine-tenths scale oil rig. And so Mm -hmm. we we literally went and worked on an oil rig for three months over the summer doing Mm -hmm. you know they had the big mud blowouts and all like doing some of my stunts on that one at the time that was probably the craziest like what am i doing what what where am i like this is (laughs) insane i've never been so dirty in my life like it was it was wild (laughs) and it was just hot summers down in new orleans like I think one day it got in like the hundreds, and we're walking around in these um, fireproof suits. I still have yeah. one in my closet. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, but just it, that was insane. Um, crew side, oof, it's 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 so much hard work. It's hard to. Exp- which is why when people go like I really didn't like like, do you understand the (laughs) amount of manual labor that went into Mm -hmm. making this thing that you just dismissed Um, yeah doing grip work man I've done some crazy things Do you you know what a condor is it's Mm -hmm. like a Mm -hmm. a huge huge scissor lift being up in one of those the first time was probably the most terrifying experience i was like wait you guys just hang out bucket, move lights around <laughs> okay <laughs> and so I'm, I'm sitting with this uh i'm sitting with this group called bernie and uh we're up there for probably i don't know three or four hours and like they're steadily shooting the scenes down below us and i was like bernie what i gotta pee <laughs> what, what do you do and he just kind of hands me a bottle it's <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> oh
1: all right, this is this is what making movies is about. Uh, okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why they call it a grip, buddy. You got yeah, it. Yeah, dude. <laughs>
0: got an in. image here of um this is a still here from Deep Water Horizon. You can see Jeremy there with yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Um and I, I imagine you get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean what well, that was not too far away. Eh? Um yeah. what was it like, obviously working on a film, like like you say, you, you got into film, you've done a couple of the, you know, the student stuff, and then you're on film set and you've got the likes of Mark Wahlberg. Do you, at that point, kind of go, like, do you see that as as a, I'm here now, so I there's only one way from here? Or do you kind of keep yourself grounded at that point? Oh no, I,
2: I that, like um my, my trailer right across from me was John Malkovich, and like <laughs> having... <laughs> <laughs> Having this moment coming down, and like I'm, I'm smoking a cigarette, and like John comes up, and he's like, "Excuse, can I get a cigarette?" For you I'm like, "Hell yes, you here, here, just take the whole pack." <laughs> just take it, it's great. but like the whole time I just thought I was like oh fuck they're gonna find... I don't know if I can say that. Um, no, of course you like, can. Of you course can whatever you want. <laughs> great, love it. no it's like oh, oh fuck they're gonna find out that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm gonna get fired. like this imposter is... imposter syndrome. Is- yeah abs- oh extreme imposter
0: syndrome. we have ev- that like, abundance.
2: <laughs> everybody was just super cool. it was the most organized... I mean it was If I remember correctly, I think it was like a hundred and sixty million dollar budget. Like it was Mm. insane. They shot for somewhere around like nine months. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And like being a part, you know, at that point, I didn't live in New Orleans. I was still living in Mississippi. So like I was down here in a in a hotel for three solid months, just having a ball. And it's like, this is (laughs) this is insane. This is absolutely insane. I don't know. Um, how I got here.
1: I really <laughs> tell, don't. tell us, tell us how you got there. I mean, the, the process of getting into Deepwater Horizon.
2: So funny enough, um, I I got an auction for for the show, and I think at that time they called it the Long Night, um, and it was it was just a a, a basic um, little like one line scene, really, where I was I was reading something about like get to the boats and send it in like every single guy that i knew got an audition for it and lo and behold like i book it and my agents like setting up everything and they're like uh they're gonna need you for for 12 weeks and i was like what why why do i need i got like one line like i don't understand and then i found out that they were booking me to play one of the core guys and um it was cra- it was it was saying crazy like uh life-changing honestly honestly wow. so that yeah. was
0: kind of like where you you thought you were going in for something quite small and it actually turns out that they wanted a lot more of you that must have yeah. felt good
2: oh it did it, i mean it really did yeah no was, <laughs> yeah. like because that was you know when she's they want you 12 weeks i'm just i'm like for twelve weeks. This is confusing. I don't. I don't understand why it's going to take Peter Berg twelve weeks to get one line. Like whoa, what? And we, (laughs) yeah, we shot so much because so Adam was, um Adam's was what you call a roustabout uh, or a a deckhand, and so if you have like you have the pipe, like he was one of the three guys, like literally around the pipe, and so. There was so much uh action went on on the drill floor and and the drill shack and and right in that area that pete just wanted us working all of the time so mm-hmm. they're shooting john Malpert kurt russell uh ethan Sopley, who, who else um mark walbert all those guys they're shooting them in the drill shack well on a couple of the reverses you can see guys out on the drill floor working so there were days that we literally joined in and mocked the fucking deck for twelve hours.
0: <laughs>
2: I, I lost so much weight that summer. It was insane. insane. I, remember,
1: I remember seeing them talking about that when they were working on the office. It's like a lot of them for for like when they're doing the interviews, like the one-to-ones with the window behind them. And you can see the rest of them in the background. it was like working in an office because we'd be sitting there for eight or ten hours a day just pretending to type but we were all playing solitaire <laughs> for
0: eight hours a day
1: just, yeah, no. and obviously you're doing that on a much more physical level.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so
2: a funny, funny story um, with that one I can tell. so we uh, we, we get down there I want to say that I started filming like late April, early May and so it was. It was kind of creepy. Like in New Orleans, it's always hot. It's just fucking hot. And, it's very uh, humid
1: as well, isn't it? it New is Orleans, so
2: isn't it? like so humid. You walk out to check the mail and you sweat. Like it's it's insane.
1: <laughs> um, I do that, but it's just because I'm really unfit and fat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I feel Sorry, really I, mean, I mean beautiful and brave, sorry. Dude, <laughs> oh, I guess beautiful. he doesn't even leave
0: his house to check his mail, we're in Scotland.
1: yeah You're we have little, little letter boxes in our doors that just come straight <laughs> into the, the hallway, it's amazing.
2: <laughs> so it was like it was just getting hot and like I go to set and for for like the first week or two like we would go, they would put us in our wardrobe, we'd wait around the trailer, we might go on set and shoot for like an hour or two and then they would release us and I'm sitting here going like this is... This is it. This is all the yeah. I can do this shit all day long. Well, so <laughs> one day we're we're sitting there. We shoot a little bit. They're they're teaching us like how to how to dope pipe and do a couple of things. Because um, the next day we're gonna we're gonna start getting under the drill. And Peter Berg is like, all right, guys. So yeah, we're all gonna we're all gonna go out tonight. We're gonna we're gonna have a good old time and such and such. And so everybody meets down at this bar. I mean, we're out till probably three four o'clock in the morning drinking beers having a good and i'm like i got a 12 o'clock call time we ain't gonna do shit i'll be fine that next day we worked overtime and like when i say (laughs) that we were just piss ass hung over like sweating out booze it's like this dude this dude exactly what he was doing because he wanted us to look like we worked off on an oil rig and we all just were dying that day. It was it was uh, I I've, I've never felt so bad on a movie set. Uh, so I
1: was mean, was going was going out for, for drinks like a, a kind of normal thing that you guys would do on, on the regular? Like we, we all think in the as normal citizens of the world that you only have a party once the thing's finished once you write- oh no,
2: like nah like we everybody kind of like on on that one the crew and everybody it's so big it's like and they shoot for so long you know that's the yeah. whole thing it's like you um working crew is, is different than acting like acting we we don't i say this in like the most uh, the utmost respect like a lot of times we're not working as hard as the crew is like they really yeah. tend on um, especially on a show of that caliber they really tend to like cater to us um which is which is nice but so we get a lot a lot more free time like as far as crew guys go you know you have a 6 a.m call time you're there at 5 30 you work until 6 30 or 7 and you're driving home like you really don't have a lot of time to hang out that's why we always tend to do like a big party at the end but yeah there was definitely a camaraderie because we we're just all just staying in a hotel and we wouldn't we wouldn't work every day of the week like there was a couple of weeks I might work a Monday, Tuesday and then not come back until Friday so Wednesday, Thursday it's like you guys want to go get a beer? or we'll, we'll do something? so
1: yeah I mean yeah. Uh, Peter Berg um, actually I really love Peter Berg um, yeah. like great actor, I mean just a cop land and obviously a great oh, director yeah. as well how, how was he to, to work with?
2: oh it was insane insane like in the in the in the best way like just watching his brain work around that set was crazy um Mm -hmm. and I, i just um his attention to detail like i said he he put us up there we basically went through like what i called like roughneck boot camp where like for a week literally just familiarized ourselves with like what our job would be like the equipment that we worked on the job they had a ton of consultants um like that actually work on the oil rig i got to meet people that were like were actually on the deep water hori- um, horizon when it happened wow. like Caleb Holloway and so talking with these guys like it was probably the most organic that I that I think you could have gotten it wasn't just it was like Here's an order, like we're gonna go blah, 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 blah. like they paid an extreme amount of detail to this thing down to the the props like it was I can't. I, my words are not going to adequately describe it. But like the the amount of detail, like looking through where like the barracks are and like the engine room and all the stuff. It's insane what an art department can do when they have like an actual budget.
0: You
1: know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I can imagine. I Can only um, imagine. <laughs> yeah. Michael
0: Komisky here asks, "Did you play any golf with Marky Mark?" Thank Mark you, Mark. Mark. Jesus,
1: Jesus.
2: no, I didn't play golf with the old Marky Mark. I haven't played. I haven't played the old golf in quite a while. My rotary cuffs are not what they used to be.
0: Uh, probably I because played, of
1: golf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I played bad golf when I was younger a wee bit. Thought it was great. Went with my wife's dad. Turns out I'm passionate golf.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm great at the drive. I'm great at the putt. But it's the mm. short game that gives me the problem. Where it's just like I'm like yes, I'm on the green, but I'm t-
0: I'm like oh god, nope, nope, nope. Well. <laughs> I'm great at the drive to the course and the drive home from the course. From the course. Any time spent on there.
2: Huh? I'm going to have I'm going to have to use that one. That's a good one.
1: <laughs> I have this complete inconsistency with golf like I can go I could walk out on at the first tee and hit an absolute screamer of like 280 up to 300 and then the rest of my game because I've started confident the rest of my game is shit because I get so Yeah. Um so that's what happened. That's on a good day. On a bad day, I just hit no good shots. So it's uh, yeah, but it's, it's such a frustrating game. But it's it's so nice just to get out and walk around for five miles and hit a ball with a stick.
2: <laughs> when we were younger, that was the that was the way that you could drink. You could go out to the the course, yeah. and your cooler of beer, and just walk around and drink. It was like we didn't give a fuck about what our game was. From like
1: yeah, yeah, let yeah. me go look <laughs> for my balls. it's like hey guys guys, got a new personal best i hit a 285 right right. yes (laughs) my my dad's a great fisher
0: and that's because a fisher you go go to the water you cast the reel you put it down (laughs) just wait (laughs) yeah that's all that's all you can do Patience. So what, do you,
1: what do you mean this isn't a sport?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just teaches patience. That's all. Uh, no, it's, it's it's something else, isn't it? Um, so you, as a kid, did you decide right? I want to be an actor, or is it because you said there that it kind of was the thing that you had done? So it's like I, I'd imagine if my mom sent me to Taekwondo, uh, it would just be a natural thing that okay, I, I'll become a black belt, but. For yourself, did you did you watch Raiders of the Lost Ark and go, do you know what? That's my path. Was it was yeah. It that I mean,
2: so without getting like too crazy, like detailed, my um my parents got divorced at a real young like when I was at a real young age, and so like um I had a younger brother. And I was just always the entertainer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also watched a lot of movies, and it was like you know Indiana Jones. He's just this. this normal little professor that um, dons his hat and goes off exploring and he saves the girl and does all the stuff. It was like the perfect hero's journey, you know, mm-hmm. where like, that's what, that's what I want to be when I grow up. And I just did what I could do with the opportunities that I had where I was growing up in Mississippi. It's like, uh, and that's the cool thing about now with technology, you can be anywhere audition for projects it you know it helps if you're in an area where there's film things going because you have much more access to the community and things like that nature but back when i was a kid or a young adult like if you weren't in la or new york you weren't going to do anything you know and like now if, if you have if you have access to people that shoot movies like you can go and make a movie wherever
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so it's a very different world now i mean the 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 technology has come so far that you can actually get filmmaking equipment for what you could almost class as affordable prices no yeah Um, absolutely like like we we use the the black magic cinema cameras and for entry-level cameras those are fantastic we just
2: uh, just shot a a horror film on two black magic pockets uh, back in January and like um here watching the edit with my uh, director friend Mike Mayall and it looks beautiful. It's beautiful footage and it wasn't mm. I, I we sh- so we um we were everybody sitting around we had the strike going like let's let's uh let's shoot something. And so we mm. all got together and I think we had like the core crew on this horror film was like five people. Um I think we have Eight cast members all together, and we shot a feature in forty-six days. I think it was.
0: Wow!
1: Yeah, it was insane. It was insane. So, did you say that was during the strike? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the 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 rules with that? Is it just that you can't work for studios during that time? Like you can just make your own stuff.
2: Oh yeah. If you're if you're not if you're not using a sag agreement or anything like that, like you have you have nothing to worry about. That's the strike is. Is just specifically for you can't work for studios unless they get an intern agreement. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you guys just want to go down the road and shoot something, we can shoot something all day long. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that your real
1: accent coming (laughs) in?
2: No, that's the people that I grew up with. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You ain't from around here, is
2: you? Yeah.
0: Damn the the film i was talking about that i was at yesterday dick dynamite so the direct the writer and director of that is in a, a famous was for 20 years in a famous uh punk rock band so he would travel the world right and he would bump into different actors and what he done was he traveled with a green screen and he would meet other band members and go right i need you for my movie and they would set up backstage and then they would film scenes and then he'd Cut it all into his film. It's excellent. So he has a lot of different like punk rock artists. Do you know the um, name of this film? Uh, the film. Yeah, the film's Dick Dynamite, 1944. Um, the band he was in was called The Exploited. They're like um, I don't know if you've heard of them. A lot of people, Keanu Reeves, that's one of his favorite bands. Okay. Um, but the guys like Noah Hathaway, who is a tree from Neverending Story, he his favorite band was Exploited, so they got him in it. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of a band called Electric Six there's a couple of good hits over here um that i think they are english as well so dick valentine from electric six there's a lot of really good rock bands that because they were touring together he kind of pulled them in and was like right i want you to be in this i want you to be in that so it's, it's got a lot of great cameos um irvin welsh as well i don't do you know who Irvin welsh is yeah 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 of course i just assume anybody over the pond doesn't but of course so again a lot of really great actors um, ended up in this movie it is and you've got to check it out it'll be on streaming
1: soon the the, the film itself is is batshit crazy but it's such good fun man it's like world war ii exploitation meets 80s action it's it's phenomenal and it was it was done on again what could be considered a a very very low budget but Mm. what what this guy did or what these people did to bring this film together on the money that they had is actually unbelievable i've seen a lot less movie come from a lot more money um yeah so what 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 he's done is fantastic and to sit in a to sit in a a movie theater and watch it was phenomenal and you know as Um, well
0: he actually he was like right i want these kills when we're killing these nazis i want to uh I want to see kills on the screen I've never seen before. There's literally a point where uh, Dick Dynamite punches a guy and he he gets he, impaled by like the wing of a jet, right? And then he walks up and he takes the propeller, snaps it off, and just uses the propeller to cut the guy's head off. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy, it's, but crazy.
2: It's it's good. <laughs> but there's a uh, there's one that came out a couple of months ago. And I'm trying to remember the name of it. It was like sus, sus, oh, uh, yeah. Sisu. Sisu. Yeah. Sisu. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. my, uh, I was talking to them they were like, so what was it? I was like, it's it's John Wick's grandfather in World War II. Like, that's the best <laughs> way that I could explain it. But uh, yeah, that one had some kills that I was just like, this is Jesus. This is like oh, the a, a John Wick film. Like it was mm. great.
1: It, it was this like it, Throwing a landmine at a Nazi's face, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're never going to get more creative than that. No, yes. <laughs> I'll <Until> tell you what, stick <laughs> dynamite. <laughs> I'm going to have to check I this will. out I will.
0: I'll see. I'll see. Uh, Steve, and see if he can get, sort it with a screener. Um, but it's very much something you need to really need. I, I think in a couple of years' time, there are a lot more people are going to be talking about this film when it really starts to like. Because right now it's quite. Uh, it's. I mean, it's been out to where. It's been out in New York. He's, um, he's
1: been, he's been, they've been all over the world with this movie. Uh, Michael Ironside
0: a big fan of it as well. <laughs> Which is oh, Pretty Michael. epic. So, so I right, uh, we'll need to see about seeing if we can get you a screener. But it's something you yeah. need to see, especially if you love yeah. Cesar. <laughs> I love the, yeah. Right. yeah. Do you see yourself doing any more independent stuff like yourself, oh, writing absolutely. and directing? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Have yeah, you yeah got we've
2: got um yes and no we've got so the um so the whole the whole bruce willis um uh, it's just it's hard to talk about we um yeah that was actually how brian and i uh, got to know each other yeah so just uh, about six years ago um started off on this crazy idea that was like okay they're ready to do another diehard i'm i'm going i'm going for it it, Mm because at that point my career had just steadily been going and it's like Mm -hmm. why not somebody's gonna have to do it i'm gonna try it and so uh long story short i ended up getting a chance to work on two bruce willis features before he retired and Mm -hmm. some friends that also worked on the shows we've kind of got a short that we're wanting to put together that's kind of a like, thanks for mm-hmm. everything, Bruce. So hopefully trying to get that knocked out sometime in November. Um, oh, and then, sense. yeah, uh, it's a it's a really good. It's a really good script written by the director for Hayride, actually. Um oh, uh, excellent. Il- in Parsons. Yeah, yeah. Come in full circle. And that's mm-hmm. and that's the other thing, um, like to backtrack what we were talking about, people trying to get into the industry. The thing is, is like when, when you get in and you're you're starting out so is a lot of other people but yeah as you are growing so is a lot of other people and so it, this cool little thing happens where <laughs> you might set off on this path and start headlong and then all of a sudden you bump into somebody that you worked with 10 years ago and it's like hey mm-hmm. dude what have you been up to oh i've been doing this yeah. so it's mm-hmm. When I first started off, I felt like really, really alone. And then I realized like it's such a huge community that's constantly changing, you know, and you you just you keep knocking on doors because you never know which one's going to
0: actually open. Mm hmm. Yeah. I tend to just boot the door down and then apologize and try and yeah, fix it Kevin, from the inside Kevin,
1: Kevin's, Kevin's, like a, Kevin's like a very aggressive Jehovah's Witness at this point uh, funny, huh. funny you should mention that, my
2: wife and I were both raised Jehovah's Witnesses
1: Wow! true well, story clear. this that's is what that's, that's this where is I, what get this I do I make a joke and somebody goes, well actually this, this is what makes this podcast magical by the way by the way, there was once we were um, we were involved
0: in a project and oh
1: don't please don't please I'll I, I, I will right. need to stop listening.
0: <laughs> we were involved in a project, right? And on a Zoom call with a few industry people, shall we say, we were like, um, okay, right. So J Mac's coming into the call quite late. I was already on it. J Mac pops in and there's a man there and he's got long hair, beard, right? He's he's Does really well. He's from the States. um, Works with a high-profile people. And J-Mac comes in and he's like, oh, hi, hi, nice to meet you. Whatever your name is, right? And the guy goes, oh, hi, J-Mac. Oh, yeah. I'm looking a bit shaggy here. I got the beard and the long hair. And J-Mac goes, it could be worse. You could end up looking like Michael Moore, right? And then everybody just went, he's like, what? And then the, our, our friend on the call went, oh, yes, sir. Yes, J-Mac, that's his best friend. <laughs> he literally is like, he literally is the guy. He's his right-hand man, right? Is it, is it what over? What are the chances is it's is it is it over? Is over? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yes. I can't listen it anymore. It makes my asshole do this every time you talk about it.
0: <laughs> like you do it all the time. Clive Russell, we were doing a and a You know Clive Russell, Game of Thrones? Um, yeah he he put, the blackfish Black yeah he's yep. a great actor been in many many films um well we were sit, we are sitting on stage doing a q&a with clive russell and clive russell has worked on a show in the uk called coronation street I don't know if you're familiar with it but it's it's, it's like it's like uh, days of our lives <laughs> okay. and it's been okay. it's been on forever and they were talking about the budget of dick dynamite and j max like yeah well think about it it's like 45 was it 400 grand or something?
1: Yeah, seven seventy seventy thousand pounds, so about what eighty-five or eighty thousand dollars roughly to right. make one half hour episode of this. Trash. And he said, he said, and that's fucking shit.
0: And Clive's like, Yeah, no, it's I'm not. I Clive was that. in.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, I Every knew time. that. I knew that. Like at, at one point in my mind, I knew that Clive Russell had spent time on Coronation Street, but in that moment, when I was sitting with him on stage, it didn't, it wasn't yeah. there. I, don't, I only this have so much hard drive did. space, and I need to, I really need to defrag it. It's, yeah. it's getting bad. <laughs> same, same. You gotta,
2: you gotta, like, every couple of years, you gotta wipe this bitch clean and start over.
1: <laughs> no, Absolutely. No. In fact, I mean, if you don't mind, I mean, if you don't mind talking about it a little bit, um you're you were brought up as a in a jehovah's witness family were you part of that as well um with the oh, yeah. whole uh door knocking and things like that yeah. are, are you yeah, still the whole door knocking. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. all i can call it i'm not i don't, I don't have inside knowledge <laughs> um yeah, just... when is that something is that something that you've moved on from or yes
2: yeah 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 my wife and right. birth. yeah, yeah right um, I, 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 did- I really um i really <laughs> i really contribute a lot of my um uh, ballsiness to that because it's like imagine <laughs> imagine being a, a young child going to go knock on a door and tell people like <laughs> you need this religion it's gonna fit you know it, it yeah. really just had no fear of fucking to anybody because of <laughs> how i was raised it's like
1: I'm, i'll go toe-toe with you what do you got <laughs> As, so as, is something you look back on with fondness? Ooh,
2: are we? Hold on, let me switch to alcohol. Uh... <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, we don't we don't have to, man. I, I just no, I, no, I'm, no, no, I'm, no. I'm interested by the the whole thing. It's
2: it's uh, it's mind? one of those things where, like, my own my own personal experience, my own personal experience in this world, uh, is wrapped up in a lot more religious trauma than it is religious relief and okay. see it's out there in the world where it's like if if you have your beliefs and they work for you
0: mm-hmm. yeah right?
2: but i see people doing this force feed thing and that's when mm-hmm. i just like wook, wook, yeah all up uh, i can't do that yeah vegan and, but a... i do have
1: oh you know I mean, yeah. you're a vegan as well <laughs> Are you kidding me, boy. I didn't get that. No.
2: No. I eat the meats.
1: <laughs> not, I'm gonna get that on a t-shirt. I eats the yeah. meats. <laughs> I eat the meats.
2: The, there are some crazy diets out there in this acting world, and I just cannot get down with it. I always love getting that email. They were like, Do you have dietary restrictions? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs>
1: It's like, yeah, I, I won't eat when I'm hanging upside down. Other than that, I'm fine. I'll try it. <laughs> I'll try it. <laughs>
0: wow. Um, uh, so, the <coughs> excuse me, the I Die Hard point. movie that you have coming out um, is that near ready to? To like be released or are you still kind of in pre-production well
2: so it's it's not so oof, the what i was talking about with Terry is much more of a um it's much more of a like kind of an ode to a lot of bruce's previous works like not just a die hard um mm-hmm. but brian trainer and, and ben trouble cook who i'm i'm sure you're mm-hmm. we've been trying to knock this uh diehard mclean 24 7 out for a couple Mm -hmm. of years now ben's wrote a great script of in in both movie and in series form and it's just Mm -hmm. kind of one of those since everything happened with bruce we don't really know where the future of it's gonna go Uh but you have ai and there's like it's uh, this world is is really um really an interesting one for filmmakers because especially with the stuff going on with the strikes they're fighting Mm -hmm. against AI but computers have have made filmmaking such an interesting realm where it's like what's your imagination because we can make it so to say where that is in the realm of possibility I I don't know it's still out there we're still looking we're still hunting we'll see. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm still
1: I'm I'm just waiting on the next Bruce Lee movie. Yeah, mm. well, the, <laughs> I mean, he'll nope. he'll be back that's some in,
2: in some vein somewhere.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think Surely. I think they actually they they tried it uh, probably ten twelve years ago. They I think it was a Japanese commercial for a whiskey or something, mm. um, and they they did the. It, this was more. It, it wasn't so much. It wasn't as good as it is now. The right. <clears throat> oh it's it's um, but yeah. It was still fucking good for its time. And but I think it was around the time that Tron Legacy came out. Uh, okay. Because they did mm-hmm. they did it with Jeff Bridges, they, they de-aged him. It was it's pretty bad looking at it now compared compared to what they what they can do. But they did this thing with uh, Bruce Lee just we wearing a suit in a hotel room, chilling out with a glass of this whiskey, and it got me excited for where things might go, but there's also the kind of weird moral side of it. Mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. it's like at some point are we just going to get a movie full of dead people you know yeah and it, yeah and a bit of me wants to see it, another bit of me goes it's so fucking disrespectful
2: <laughs> well it's it it is and it's but the other part of that is like how slippery of a slope are we going to get on where it you know there used to be there used to be a, pr- a progression you know as mm. an artist you had You had a a window that you worked on that's um the whole thing with that we'll just use that as an example The whole thing with die hard was die hard was supposed to be a frank sinatra film but frank had gotten too old and so they Mm -hmm. repackaged it up and they shot it up and bruce willis got it it was everybody else so it was like frank had his career here we go now Mm -hmm. it's like if frank wanted to frank could sell his likeness and Make movies well after he was no longer here. It's like, so what are we gonna do? Are we just gonna, are we just gonna stop with introducing new talent, and we're just gonna mm-hmm. make movies with Schwarzenegger and Stallone for the next thirty years? Like,
1: please. Please.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Stallone is definitely going to try. Like, that guy is not going
1: anywhere anytime soon. No. And and the thing about Stallone is he's he's very far from a one-trick pony. He actually is a phenomenal actor if you give him the right stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And writer. Like,
2: he's a a great storyteller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I uh, I I, I had something else I was going to ask you. Um I, yeah, it's actually something I just wanted to say because this is a, a movie podcast and stuff. Uh Matthew Perry. Oh, um, hi. Uh I just want to say that that's fucking sad. Um yeah, that's, Kevin that's had brilliant. that prepared. Kevin, I didn't even know you had that prepared. Um <laughs> so um, but yeah, that guy was he, he was always there, you know. He was always there. He was hi. he was the, the comfort food that his friends <laughs> And, uh, sure. and a great movie with Bruce Willis the whole nine yards yeah the whole nine yards, yards yeah. fucking yeah. excellent yeah, yeah he's great. um and it, he soon. was a personality he was uh he had his he had his demons but it seemed it seemed like he was kind of getting past them and then all of a sudden it's 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 pulled away and mm. it, i think it happens too often um yeah in everyday yeah. life but it seems to be happening a lot kind of with with celebrities and yeah. people in the film industry and you just yeah it's, it's painful it's painful um, I have just a no question
0: other, for you actually you
1: see your experience within hollywood so we've got a lot
0: of friends from doing this podcast five years almost every weekend we've built up a, a, a great network of friends that are all out in hollywood and stuff um and a lot of people will say don't come to hollywood <laughs> like if you can make it outside of Hollywood, do that because uh, there's like a lot of bad stuff or whatnot. But has anybody seen the stuff going on with Britney Spears? I mean, is, there, is is that a thing out there? Like, cause we, we as just normal citizens are watching Britney Spears and going, that's not Britney Spears. Like, right.
2: Is, but it is, is. Is it though? But it is. It is. I mean, is it? You, it is. Yeah. You got to think like, um, how do I? How do I segue into this without going too crazy? Because uh, <laughs> I told I told Brian I was like, we won't go down the rabbit hole. We will not go down the rabbit hole. I refuse no. to go down the rabbit hole. He's probably Damn. he's probably sending me a message right now, like, don't go down the rabbit hole. Don't do it. <laughs> um, he, he never said uh, that to me about huh? a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> <me>. No. No. <laughs> um, but you 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 gotta think so like what i was saying with life experience mm. like you you got to think about the life that some of these child we'll just say performers because mm-hmm. you you see it a lot in, in child actors um uh the the corey's corey Haim corey feldman like
0: yeah i got a good friends that were really good friends with them yeah
2: the the life that they live is something that normal people could never fathom. Of course, of you course. could not fathom. So there is a, a part of the whole Brittany thing where, unfortunately, she is mentally locked in a place that doesn't exist anymore, and mm. and it just it's it's not like you can look at Christina Aguilera. Christina is mm-hmm. is continuing to grow and change and such and so on yeah. and so forth. Whatever is wife follows. Britney Spears drama religiously. So I'm, I'm kind oh. of up to date. Wherever she is, it, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. She's, mm-hmm. she's locked back
0: here. So, uh, you know, I would agree. I mean, I would agree with that with, with anybody that, I mean, she's had a lot of, a lot thrown her way throughout her life. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I would agree absolutely. with that totally. But what yeah. I, I'm, I watched something and it was like, it was like an AI expert saying that that he can do an, an analysis on someone's face and it says that all these mad TikToks that she's putting out where she's just dancing weird and half naked and stuff and with knives, they're saying that that's not, and, and also the voice that, that she's now projecting isn't the same voice that, that everybody has been used to. And it makes you wonder like, is it just, like, is it something is there a reason why her official accounts seem I, I, to be this?
1: I think on the on the other side of that though, you could sit and think. I, as a normal person, I wonder how far I could get if I pretended to be an expert in AI. and well, a video that. analysis. That. I know. Of but somebody, it just is. It is
0: very know. strange, isn't it?
2: Well, well I mean, uh, I'll uh, I'll throw my my own on the proverbial stick, if you will. Uh, so, about six years ago, I had some I had some instances happen. It was just a as i like to call it a cornucopia of fuck. Uh, just the <laughs> right amount of everything and i had some kids try and carjack me down here in new orleans there was Man. some self-medicating and so on and so forth and so to to be a person that has watched video of himself and not recognize himself wow It can happen to anybody. That's the Mm -hmm. whole thing is that your 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 brain is a very delicate computer. And if you don't take care of it, it will it it's going to keep going. It's Mm going to it's it's designed to keep going. What you feed is what is going to come out. And so that's that's my whole thing with acting is I've had a lot of different life experiences where now I don't have to imagine half as much as i have to just pull from and so right. when i see these stories it's it breaks my heart because it's like mm-hmm. oh i know exactly where you're at like yeah you're you're on precipice i got it you gotta yeah. you gotta bring it on back come on that's yeah. what it, so th- i'll show you i'll show you real quick so here's my oh nice it's my roy tattoo as brian oh. says roy <laughs> stays in the box
0: yeah, <laughs> nice. keep Roy in the box. Yeah, <laughs> that's excellent. Yeah, I think um, as well, like actors, musicians, famous people, they, they live their life in the limelight. So not only do they have to go through all that, but they have to do it with the scrutiny of people that will never understand. Mm-hmm. You know the tunnels that they go through. So it mm-hmm. is. It's a unique position, and I mean, I, I think the the right type of people, like we all are, would hope that that on the other side of that is as sunshine and rainbows at the end of it you know because it's well and it,
2: it's such it's a, such a sad thing is because you have i'll i'll use mel gibson as, as a, as a reference mm-hmm. I, love, I love mel gibson mm-hmm. um everybody loves mel when he's crazy except when <laughs> mel gets crazy and yeah. then everybody just like you were you were literally paying dollars to go see him do the exact same thing in lethal weapon but then when mel has his moment it's like oh oh gosh we can't we can't bother with this it's like do you think that that's not him do you think that that's (laughs) not a, a part of this individual that and and it's it's an interesting thing with acting is because for me it's really helped me pierce through the veil of society and it's it's one of those like as i was growing up like used to think that reality was this this thing like this is mm-hmm. how this is how life is and this is how people treat each other and the older you get the more you find out that that's just an idea and it's way different it's way more mm-hmm. complicated you have your existence Jay Mac has his i have mine right now we're great but in 15 minutes when this is over we go our separate who knows what's going to happen and mm-hmm. so as actors we are tasked with telling those stories that a lot of normal people that watch our work feel think mm-hmm. sometimes do, but would never think about being vulnerable enough to put it out there for other people, and that's literally our job. Like mm-hmm. our our job is to take our take the feelings, put them on our face, emote. So therefore, you feel it. Whereas in society, it's keep that shit away keep it in your house i don't want to see it don't bring it (laughs) to work none of that stuff and so it it is kind of it is troublesome when you think like my whole gig is to be emotionally vulnerable and do this and do this and then you get into a situation with non-performers or normal people and you get damnified you know it's Mm -hmm. like but you liked mm. me when i was on television doing this but now when i'm doing this yeah. like all of a sudden it's a problem like oh okay
0: yeah, yeah. double standards uh, of the world eh yeah
1: yeah <laughs> yeah there's a lot of uh what do you call it uh, double-edged swords when it comes sure. to living in the public life <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no i'm not speaking with somebody who does that you know this is a small <laughs> podcast but um yeah i, th- I think that There always seems to be, when it comes to celebrity status, there always seems to be somebody waiting just to stick the knife in your back whenever whenever you you make a slightly ill-informed decision. Or, like, the thing that gets me is the digging up of the past. You know what I mean? It's like, this guy said something 35 years ago that was fucked up. So um, (laughs) Let's punish him now. Yeah, let's punish (laughs) him. Let's let's just destroy his entire livelihood. (laughs) Why? Why? because things we five years ago yeah you know
2: um, people are. Yeah, hey, like, I think what, it's like was it fucked up 35 years ago maybe not
1: no no, yeah. no. well they, they should apply the same thing to laws like as soon as they legalized cannabis in certain states in america anybody that was in jail in those states should have been released absolutely that's the that's the, that's what you can what you can compare it to things have to be reflective of the time that they happened and i, to, yeah. I don't know Agreed. it's we live in a shit world right now. Everything just seems to be a, a little bit crap. So what we like to do is escape by watching actors like yourself do things to, to entertain us, um, yeah. like court like jesters, Mike. if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the entertainers.
0: I think if you in five years' time, if you're still the same person you were five years ago, then you you don't you're gain You're, you're messing
2: up. Yeah, you're nah. messing
0: up. You're doing it wrong. You're not playing the game yeah. right. Um, right, but. I'm going to ask you, um, and we ask a lot of our friends this, if you can pick a dream role, either one that hasn't been created or one that is kind of similar to some of your favourite films, what is the the ultimate where you'd be like, this I would put everything because I, this is the, the kind of role I want? That was John <laughs> McClane, my friend.
2: Like, uh... I <laughs> like it we put yeah. um, we put a lot did had, did Brian send you or like any of our
0: footage that cut together like, I don't think I've seen yeah. footage no he he touched yeah. upon a lot of the different stuff he's been working on and he did yeah, mention I mean, it but I don't think I saw footage when i say full tilt
2: i was yeah. full tilt like you can yeah you can just go on google and type in my name and bruce willis and there's like a, a center fire um article i think there's a movie hole like a couple other people and it's like Beyond a shadow of a doubt, you could see exactly what we were going for. It was, yeah, it's, it was, it was. That was my baby. It was like I put everything in it.
0: What? Yeah, I'm, (laughs) I'm gonna bring it up. (laughs) But uh, ah, yeah. So you, and you've, you've even managed to pull off the, the young John McLean, which, by the way, everybody forgets that like Bruce Willis had hair. You know, even in the (laughs) Sixth Sense. He fact. has here in the sixth sense. Like, hair, yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. Boom, the there it is.
2: Look at that. Look at that.
0: <laughs>
2: and so funny story. So that what picture. Fuck. Yeah. So, <laughs> so funny
1: that, story, that's amazing.
2: That the picture is literally. So we shot that in a buddy of mine's garage in a, in a tunnel that was made out of cardboard and aluminum foil with a little blue <laughs> light.
0: I can see it now, yeah. <laughs> bring, yeah that,
1: bring that bring that bring that up again, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, now you can see the cardboard and the foil. <laughs> do, do, yeah. Do, do yeah. you
1: know something, man? That 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 is so good that it oh. almost looks like one of Matthewman's things.
0: Yes, yes. Do you know, do so, you know what I
1: mean? Matthewman does all our artwork, he's, he's a master oh, with Photoshop. That looks God. like your your face just photoshopped onto Bruce Willis. Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, yeah. obviously that's just something that you shot, you got it spot on. Thank spot I can imagine Matthewman actually doing
0: doing a really cool hey see when it comes to artwork for your films right and promo shots you need to give us a
1: shout and we'll put you on to matthewman who is absolutely
2: yeah that horror film that we got Uh, we might need we might do that hey and
0: (laughs) that's right up his
1: street as well he will he will relish that Matthewman's Um, the guy
0: that has seen the the hay film what was it called again the hayride hey right yeah so the uh, hey film
1: i'm gonna call hey. it that from now on
0: do you know what i went on to have a look there the hay find... film starring dixie normas uh, i tried to find <laughs> some of the images there that matthewman has created but i can't because my old pc fried and that's where they all were oh, oh no, no. But I'll show. I'll need to. I'll need to send them on to you. The guy is visually. He's done all the artwork for Dick Dynamite. Um, all the newest stuff. Um, the guy's a a genius and should be working in that industry full time. But give it time. Oh, here's one he made. This is for our deep dive, and that's not even his best work. But that's that's awesome. He's very. I think, (laughs)
1: like, look, Kevin. That just looks like you posed for that photograph. Like. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Um, did you have um? Is Eric Barkin?
0: Uh, is he involved in your project? He the the in I would person? I would
2: love for him to be. I would love to play him with the docs. Yeah. I've talked. To he him. would I've love sent that the script to him. Yeah. I've sent the script yeah. to him. I've talked to him. It. I think it's just going to come down to a question of if if he can travel because I think he lives in Maryland. If I'm not that mistaken. That's right, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. yeah. So it would just be a. Can you get here? But yeah, I was Eric's awesome dude, man. We, yeah, uh, we we kicked it a lot on those two films. Like great guy. Yeah, great yeah, he was cool, great. man. I loved Definitely.
1: it. I loved talking to Eric. Yeah, his story yeah. is
2: insane, dude. Insane. I know, and it, right? Just a a prime example of like just keep going. You don't mm-hmm. ever know. My
1: my favorite absolutely. part of his story was when like he showed up to like he flew he flew to a certain location to to do something, and then his agent uh, or. Some, somebody to do with the studio I, I can't remember basically somebody hadn't showed up so he was like well should i just go home and he was like you know what fuck it, i'm just going to show up to the studio and he did and that's what got him into that realm um yeah. he, he just took it up on himself to go you know what Fuck it. what can i lose what, yeah. i think it's, it's, it's a big step to make is the the what, what do i have to lose do, do yeah. i have nothing to lose no, I might lose all self-respect, but fuck it, I'm gonna go.
2: What you got, man? Well, it, it's it's one of those things. Like, a, um, it's this world is is literally whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Like, and and that's what's so interesting is that we have so many different people that it's it's um, it's where life gets confusing. Where it's like, okay, so are we are we here? am i a house in a city or are we on a planet in a solar system or are mm-hmm. we just chemicals or are we spirit <laughs> into indiv- it's whatever realm of thought you want to subscribe to if you can make it make sense and so the only thing we all have in common is we get one shot at this bad boy and mm-hmm. it's like if if you feel as though the opportunity is right on the other side of that door. You're the only person keeping you from going to knock on it. And I have mm-hmm. I've had some crazy ideas that have worked out. And I've had some crazy ideas that I look back and go, Oh, dude, this little... I might have <laughs> wanted to tone that one down a little bit, but uh I learned my lesson. <laughs> that's the that's when Brian's like, he's just clapping right now.
0: <laughs> yes. No, yeah, I
2: you you just you you go for what you want you know and if it's if it's if it's supposed to work out it'll work
1: out Mm -hmm. that's that's the way i I look
0: at it i totally i totally subscribe to that and i agree with it and even in my own life and jmac we are living proof of that we started a podcast based on conversations we would have at work we were chatting away at work about films and people would stop and listen to us talking so we we cost that and, company
1: uh, so much money in wages <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then i eventually sued them as well so we cost them even more <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. I mean, don't bring we into it. that one that was all you it was like the,
0: to, so for context the the company we were all working away and this was like a day before christmas and what happened was Everybody got called into the office. It's like the boss is on his way back to America. Uh, you just don't have a job. And oh, I see how you've been working for the last month. None of you are getting paid. Happy Christmas. So, like die hard <laughs> ass shot straight to a lawyer and was like, Motherfucker. And um <laughs> yeah, we sued we sued that bitch.
1: <laughs> so, see, wow. but what, what I have what I have uh, is foresight. And I could see that coming, so I left that company five weeks before it happened. He's a bitch. And he was scared. Right? Yeah, like everybody, everybody that stayed on was called a warrior. It's like, thank you for believing in us. Five weeks later, <laughs> bye. Wow, uh, wow. So uh, uh. yeah, I wasn't on the whole legal um, suing train, but um, uh. I, it was a it was a bad time, a bad time. Uh. But uh, anyway, Kevin and I hard, are still friends, hard. and. And uh, this, this podcast life life just keeps going, and th- this podcast yeah. keeps going. By the way, you are in a very small um, what what could I call it a, a, a niche of um what I'm trying to say is the last time my computer fucked up when we were going to do a podcast was when I was talking when we were going to talk to Billy Bob Thornton. That was the last time that happened, and it just happened to you as well. So you're in a little club. You're in the... I'll, take
2: a, I'll take a Billy Bob Thornton. That guy's a rock star. <laughs> yeah,
0: he genuinely is. Um, I'll, I've got one more question here from Matthew, and I'll do that before I let you go. He truly... Here we go. He asks, what is it like working with Van Damme and Lundgren on Soldier Scott Adkins? Oh, story? man.
1: That was... Hmm. That was
0: so um, So the funny Be story... Truthful. With one, Be truthful.
1: No, 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 no. So the funny story... <laughs> we also met one, Van
0: Damme, so...
2: <laughs> that was... Uh, that was that was a long time ago that was the first legit movie set that i got on um and so my my roommate at the time um we were in the gym i can't remember how we found out but somebody somebody sent me message screen we're like oh look universal soldiers is casting for soldiers send your pictures in so we went and like you know posted up in the in the mirrors we had like our hair was pretty cut short and whatnot we sent it in and we're trying to figure out you know like oh, i don't how to do this so we sent our stuff in heard back we both got cast um drove down to baton rouge they shaved our heads they put us up in it's like you know army costumes or whatnot and we walk into the factory and the day that we the one of the days that we were there, I think we were there for two days altogether. But one of the days we were there, bear in mind you, this is the first time that I've ever been on a movie set um, yeah. we walk in and it's like this factory that they have made up is this huge cave and uh, there's like pews down at the bottom of the cave. And I'm looking at them like, OK, so somebody's coming out of this thing and we're all sitting here. And there's like some yellow tape here. There's a shitload of pink tape back here. Let's sit back here by the pink tape. And so I sat on one side of the aisles. He sat on the other side of the aisles. We waited forever, forever. And so finally uh, Lundgren comes in. And he's working around and he's doing this stuff. And he comes to do this speech and he just kept messing up. He just kept dropping lines like we'd have to like start over. And that was my first little like jab of confidence where I was like, "See, even those guys <laughs> messed up. Like we're golden, man. Fucking let's do this." And so Lundgren like makes his way and he walks down and he gets to the end of the pink and he turns and he delivers and it's like uh cuz the name of the film was Universal Soldier Reckoning and he turns around and he's like zardell reckoning and he puts his hands down he's got one hand on my shoulder and one hand on my buddy's shoulder and I was like bro we just got knighted by Dolph Lundgren <laughs> like, there's, a, there's a picture in him and each other like yeah it was, it was awesome but yeah like got to meet got to meet Scott Adkins and um, Andre Arlovsky yeah. The, he up, was, yeah he
1: was a legend in the, the UFC Dude, he was yeah, yeah, he was. He yeah, had those. He had those, the, nice guy. the 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 fangs. Yeah, know? yeah. Ah, the big teeth on it, yeah.
2: <laughs> he was super nice, dude. Super nice guy. But it was just, it was wild, man. Just uh just a crazy fucking experience. And like <laughs> that was the one. That was the one that was like, mm, yeah, I'm gonna have to do this. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do this. Got to follow this one. So, that yeah. was probably twelve years ago maybe something like that
0: yeah time flies yeah. when you're having fun time yeah.
2: flies, dude. Time flies. Yeah, yeah, speaking yeah, of damn. speaking of time isn't it so weird where it's like there's time difference but then there's not time difference and then you guys had a time like you just set your clocks back an hour yesterday
0: that's right Yeah, yeah.
2: we didn't I was yeah like, old, old bro. i was like bro you're six hours ahead yes of me. he's like no you're five I'm like no it's six until today
1: <laughs> So today, is only five hours. It's a very Brit- British thing. I don't know if I don't know if any other country in the world even does this. We um, do. Oh no, you do daylight savings. You yeah. see, we call, we, we call it we call it British summertime. You you guys call it daylight savings time. It's so there we go. Yeah. British yeah. summertime. Yeah. Give British me my pims, you little yeah. bastard. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have daylight savings times, but it's not until next week right
0: mm. it's I, like, why, is, why is there a leads
2: difference my thing where it's like time is just a fucking construct guys like it means mm. nothing it means,
0: Absolutely.
1: unless you're
2: growing something it means
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're 100 <100% laughs> percent right man yes. uh, don't get me started uh, I'm, no, you, you've just you've just spoiled interstellar for me now I can't no, it's like, again, just well and it,
2: it, it's facts it like especially being on um, especially being on a movie set where i've been on a movie set at two o'clock in the morning and it looks like 10 o'clock in the morning i've been mm. on a movie set at, at two o'clock in the afternoon and it looks like midnight it's like time is just a construct. it's relative mm. all the way across
1: do you know it's what, like, what, what does it's that what does that to me is uh, uh, going to see a movie at the at the, the movie theater during the day, and coming out of the movie theater and it's still daytime. It still fucks me up because I've been sitting in the dark for two hours. Oh uh, yeah, exp- yeah. I, in my mind it has to be dark when I leave, yeah. and I, if I leave it and it, the sun's still out, I just feel like I've I've. I I've got had I got yeah. in real trouble one time. Uh, we were working on this
2: show, and it's like the reason that they'll do it is so, like, say we have a house and we need to shoot a day a daytime scene. Well, as you start in the morning, sun is over here, and the sun moves during out the day, so it's going to change the shadowing in the house. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is they'll shoot that daytime scene at night, and then just set the lights up so that way they have nine, 10, 11 hours of constant lighting so we can shoot our day without, you know, lose light or having to change things up. And so I'm on set. To me, it's day. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, let me call my wife. And I call her and I get this like, hello. I'm like, hey, we're doing it. <laughs> hey it's like four o'clock in the morning when I'm like, oh. oh shit i forgot i'm so sorry i'm like because it was it was lunchtime in my brain in my brain it was lunchtime i was like
1: oh i fucked up Uh, yeah it's like movie set movie set jet lag that's what that's like yeah yeah it's a real (laughs) thing man it is a real thing (laughs) Matthew says kind of like leaving a pub when it's daylight super weird i love that. (laughs) I, I love day drinking now. You know, the, the good thing about day drinking is you can get to your bed at a sensible time, get a good sleep, and you're okay in the morning, as opposed yes, to going to bed absolutely. at two in the morning and getting up at seven, like... Yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah, day drinking is so much fun. Kevin, you and I have to do this at one point. Day drink? <laughs> yeah. I don't even night drink. Yes, you do. Something. I've seen you do it.
0: On this uh, podcast, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Do I drink? Is that what you said? Um do, do, no, do, do, you? do you drink?
2: I mean I used to. I, I no longer do. I used to. I used to. I know that guy. Now,
0: I don't I don't need that guy. Uh <laughs> you you you've got some of uh... diplomatic
1: community. <laughs> yes, I'm not seeing that for each
2: other. <laughs> For like 15 years, and so it's one of those like I feel as though once you've been in the dungeon long enough, like yo, there's nothing good comes from
0: it. So I'm like, Mm. you can have that stuff. Yeah, for me, it's like if I'm going to drink to get pissed, I'm going to hurt in the morning, and I got too much shit to do in the morning to be hurt. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, can't do it. (laughs) Day smoking is far better. (laughs) <laughs> well, we picture a Snoop dog like?
1: day smoking is, is far bad. better.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, agreed.
0: Uh, I can't see. I, I can't see. I'm one of those. I don't. But each to each to their own. Whatever He's makes you own. happy. Yeah. You got
2: to have a vice, right?
1: Yeah, I think mine is life. As. <laughs> Jeremy, I've got I've got one little challenge for you. I heard you earlier on. You you briefly um, you were we were talking with Brian at the time, and you you did your, your Scottish accent. Let's hear you do a good Scottish accent, man. I want to hear you go for it. Oh, give me give me something to something. Give to... him a famous movie quote.
0: Famous movie quote that's not Scottish. That's All right. Okay. I,
2: I'll, oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, do
0: you know I, the path I, I... of the righteous man is set upon? Us. Okay. Uh,
2: <laughs> Let's go out to the coast. Let's see, come out to the coast. we have a ship. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. See, I do it my Bruce Willis, but for, to even know the line, so that I can do it in the Scottish Wait, accent. Um, I'll tell you
1: what. I'll, I'll do it first, and, and then you try. right? I like this. So, come out to the coast. We'll get together. We'll hear a few laughs. laughs.
2: Come out to the coast. We'll get together. We'll have a few laughs. A
0: Semi-Irish. There's some Irish in there. There's, there's I, that's my That's my life. heritage. <laughs> That's <heritage> there.
2: <laughs> Scottish is so much guttural it's in the throat, I don't have it it's, all it's,
1: and then it's in the throat and we wouldn't say guttural we'd say guttural
2: guttural <laughs> see I gotta talk to Brian a lot more <laughs>
1: <laughs> me too I've never even met the guy, <laughs> it's
0: Kevin's guy <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna be meeting him on Saturday I'm just checking with a wife or is it yeah, who sorry, that sorry. he says he, he says that um who someone says to him that they, they refer to their wife as uh the war department. <laughs> Is it you? Is it yeah? I
2: that's I, I I plead the fifth. I plead the
0: fifth. And
1: <laughs> I, I know so not she, what you speak of. So she's watching. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. She's watching.
0: <laughs> That'll be like the first right. wife in history to ever watch this podcast. <laughs> right. we'll, just
1: right. her, we'll just see her hand come in from the background like
2: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my would If she was here at this moment, just letting you know.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> Matthew um, wow. and um, I think last time he was on, uh, his wife came in and gave him shit. Did she not? And we had a guest oh. on at the time as
1: well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I can't remember who it was, but yeah. we had a guest on, and and he literally went like this. He, you seen him kind of go, <laughs> and then. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just left. Like he didn't leave the studio. But, like he turned his camera off. And then he came back, and even when he came back, he was like, this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like "Oh man, they they, oh. they just they always pick the right moment to to give us shit." It's oh, like, came it's out like, with a
0: good. hot chocolate for me.
1: That's it. Dude, was that's perfect. Oh, that's that was
0: sweet. nice. nice. That, that's
1: and then, that's and then she she
0: mouthed to me as I'm listening to you guys. She mouthed to me. She's like. Is that washing him the machine been in all day? And I'm like, sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's gonna that's gonna smell, man. That's gonna smell. I was out. I was Come out. On. My wife has this habit of waiting until my mother's here before bringing up all the shit that I've been doing wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's like the double. Do shock. you know?
1: Do you know he drinks on a Thursday? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: My wife and my mother are like this. It's Zola, that's
1: that's tough, dude. That's tough. Yeah. What you need to do is try and get your wife to hate your mom. That's the best thing you can do. <laughs> don't want to of, me I'm planning for ahead. longevity. I'm trying
2: to get the like the the longevity idea <laughs> implanted. Where I'm like, I need you guys to like each other because this is going to be real <laughs> awkward if you don't. Know.
0: <laughs> there was a saying that I heard that I thought was phenomenal and accurate, and it's like. Oh no, this coffee's been sitting here for ages. It's colder than a mother-in-law's embrace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, it excellent. would be for me. It would be for me, absolutely.
2: Oh really? <laughs> yeah, that's a different story.
0: <laughs> no, we've all got one of them. Yeah, yeah. That's you know the, really.
1: the mother-in-law that only hugs with her fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Fuck away from me, dude. <laughs> Get away. After what you did. No, no.
0: Um, Jeremy, it's been amazing having you on, mate. Um you are Absolutely, obviously mate. welcome back on any time. And especially when you've got some stuff in the pipeline like the the diehard film with Brian and the guys. Um we need for to, sure anything you've got coming up, jump on, we'll cover it. Um yeah, we, we get sent a lot of movies to review as well. So we'll even okay. do reviews and whatnot. We can do reviews with you, watch alongs. Um so Absolutely. yeah, definitely, definitely we get like the
2: when can... we get that horror film done and pipe it out, we'll have to send it over to you. Yes, let's let, you, let, please. You, let you see what five people did in a shack in uh Louisiana.
0: Uh, two people made saw virtue, very true. In a bathroom, you, never know. you know. So yeah. most definitely. Yeah, that, was yeah, definitely you know,
1: yeah. <laughs> that was definitely that was definitely a Witherspoons toilet that one. Anyway, um <laughs> this the, that's a, that's a very British reference. Uh, uh, see, see, I did see I don't know why I keep saying British. I just want to say Scottish. Scottish. I just Scottish. want to say Scottish, but we seem to be we're all lumped together in this little hunk of an island that we have to be british. <coughs> so no i'm i am fucking scottish man i'm not british i'm scottish i don't know, yeah, he's, don't know he's, scales, confused. he's confused <laughs> but, he's confused but no, seriously man this was this was good fun i hope you had fun um absolutely dude
2: this is great this is great
1: big man i'm about to right. go
2: blast off we're going to uh going to a horror scene uh cold reading session here in uh, uh when i leave you guys yeah just a ah, big group of actors getting together to have some fun
1: oh ah, that sounds excellent. that's awesome yeah. man
0: yeah
2: ah. yeah so do, do it's me like, a favor go ahead.
1: do me a favor film that and send it over i'd love to see <laughs> that
2: <laughs> if i'm not mistaken they are filming it so it's like they're ah. doing a scene from uh the exorcist uh my wife is doing something from rosemary's baby they've ah. got like uh a couple of a couple of other horror shows really like, Man, super it, cool
1: it, stuff it, if that's something that you can get over to us i'd love to see it i'd like to see, ah, see yeah. how, how these things work so that'd be let cool let me see if, I can, me see if I can
2: do that absolutely yeah, I please, got the, you, you guys know. need to uh send me your
0: email in the in the chat thing and i'll pop it. absolutely in shall no problem yeah so, all right i'll write that right now brilliant well thanks very much and again that's everybody good. that's watching tonight and listening on Spotify and everywhere that you can see and hear this podcast, make sure you do go and follow Jeremy. It's Jeremy Sandy on pretty much everything. I found you just by yeah, writing your name and yeah. all of them, and follow them. Really easy <laughs> uh, which is a good thing. Right, in and age. <laughs> Some <laughs> thanks. Statute of limitations, <laughs> ah, that's a but yeah, now AI is coming eh? so we'll see what happens. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Um, absolutely. It, thanks again, mate and we Absolutely. will catch up with you soon, my friend, all right? Sounds good. This has been a fantastic night, and we shall see you guys next week for another action-packed episode. Uh, have a great Sunday night. Salute.
1: I always do I always the salute too soon, man. I always <laughs> fuck it up. You know, it's been an excellent night, and I'm like, boom, and you're like, so thank you for being here. And <laughs> just talk for five <laughs> okay, now. okay, J-Mac, can you go. You, you do it. Uh, you, you say the outro now. Wow, you, you're going to give this to me? Go you're for gonna... it. The floor is yours. Oh, man, I've been waiting this my whole life. <laughs> thanks for watching tonight folks
0: mm. Kev what you want